Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Rachel True. And I'm Trent Venegas. And you're listening to Quoting Gene Roddenberry. The 100-day podcast that celebrates what would have been the 100th birthday of that guy that created Star Trek. Each day between now and the end of our podcast, August 19th, one of Star Trek's biggest icons, or celebrity fans, or both, will be quoting Gene Roddenberry. Then we're going to take a deep dive into why we think this sci-fi legend still has a lot to say to the world. Hey, today's quote is read by the dashing and debonair science guy, Bill Nye. We must learn not just to accept differences between ourselves and our ideas, but to enthusiastically welcome and enjoy them. Thank you for reading that quote for us, Bill Nye. And I would like to welcome our guest host this week, the lovely actress, Claire Kramer. Thanks for joining us, Claire. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Love that. Love that intro. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Claire? How did this quote speak to you? Well, Trent, you know, like all 100 of the Gene Roddenberry quotes that we are going to be exploring over the next 100 days, with this quote, there's more to it than meets the eye at first glance. Mm -hmm. I mean, we must learn not just to accept differences between ourselves and our ideas, but to enthusiastically welcome and enjoy them. I mean, it sounds like it could be a very simple quote, but actually, to me, it speaks to more of what we're not willing to immediately accept. Of course, you know, everybody wants to talk about being racially inclusive and being, you know, inclusive of one's gender identity and sexuality and stuff like that. But there are groups in my life, especially if I think about like very various groups, I guess you could say on social media, on Facebook, mm -hmm. you know, that I encounter where I don't feel like I want to welcome their ideas. And right. I feel like I don't I don't want to accept the differences. I want to change their minds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so to me, this quote speaks more globally of like you you can't pick and choose. You have to you have to accept in all ways, even those things that you don't immediately want to explore. Well, then the thing that struck me about the quote when I'm parsing it this time is it it says it's not just about tolerating someone exactly Do you know what i mean because mm -hmm. it says we must learn to accept differences in ourselves but enthusiastically welcome which is like kind of the opposite of tolerating someone's yes. differences and um i'm with you claire because if you've ever been in a historical sewing group on facebook the racism is just raging on there still wow so you know it is hard because i want to go in and kind of change people's opinion too but i've kind of I don't comment. I step back and um, I can't yet quite embrace their differences when they're so at odds with mine. Right. But mm -hmm. I can embrace the fact that they have the right to think the way that they do, which is not the way I do. See, and for me, uh, yes, I completely agree with absolutely what you're saying, both of you. Uh, but the first thing that occurred to me is I wasn't thinking so much in terms of necessarily uh, accepting things that people share with me that are new that I don't agree with. 
it's accepting and welcoming things that are new for me that I had no idea about. The first time that I traveled internationally, not including Canada, because I'm from Detroit and I've been to Canada many times, but when I truly left the continent, uh, my first trip was to Amsterdam. And there were so many cultural differences and just new ways of living that I had never like previously... Like smoking weed all day? Like smoking <laughs> weed, but like how... With how... the coffee shops, I mean, you guys. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was part of the way it was. It wasn't taboo. It wasn't spoken of in secret or whispers. It's just the way it was. And it was so... Well, surprising to me. I have so, a question so new for you, to me. Trent. That's different, but that's actually very close to what we as Americans stick with. We're very Eurocentric. When we travel, yes. we always go to London. I went to London, England, Amsterdam many times. But yep. so once we step on foreigner soil than that, that's mm-hmm. when I think for me, this quote really resonates because accepting differences in ourselves and enthusiastic and welcome. When I was in um, Africa and Zimbabwe and and, mm-hmm. and these places that were very, very different, I was challenged even more than, let's mm-hmm. say, Europe. But when I look at this quote, I also think, can we do it? This is my question for Claire. Yeah. Can, do you think as humans we can actually, because Rod, Gene Roddenberry, I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, was speaking about the future and when we meet other other uh, aliens and and just, you know, just to survive as a culture and as as humankind, we've got to embrace our differences before we meet anyone else with any kookier differences. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're capable of that, you guys? I mean, I certainly hope so. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I guess we're all kind of banking on the fact that humanity is eventually capable of evolving to that level. But it's interesting, Rachel, you brought up the word tolerance. And that it kind of gave me chills because the way you referenced it is you speaking as a minority don't just want to be tolerated, you Mm -hmm. know, and that's that word has almost become a word that needs to I'm going to use become become a lot, but become obsolete in Mm -hmm. our language. We need to replace that word with something that is more positive, inclusive and proactive. You know, tolerating is passive, very passive, and, it, and it's You're obligatory. Right. And we need a proactive, engaging word for what it means to accept and celebrate our differences. I guess, like welcoming, like to enthusiastically welcome. Enthusi- and and also, you know, the more I look at this quote, I'm seeing you can also self reflect on it. We must learn not to. Ex- accept differences between ourselves and our ideas, but to enthusiastically welcome and enjoy them, you can almost take that as like the other side of yourself, holding a mirror up. What do Mm -hmm. I not like about me? Mm -hmm. I need to embrace that or evolve from it so that I can embrace that aspect of me in a positive way. You know, I'm a parent. Everybody knows that. I am not the best parent. I have meltdowns. Mm -hmm. I'm human. You know, I lose my patience. God I don't know why they put dinner and bedtime at the end of the day when your kids are tired, you're tired, no one has any patience, and everyone just wants to be left alone. And yet you're supposed to, you know, do the bath and read and da da da, da. And uh, there, many a night I lose my patience and I'm like, just get in bed. I don't like that side of myself, but it's important for me to to look at that side and to understand it so that I can evolve. And the same mm-hmm. works with society, I think. But Claire, I mm-hmm. can reflect that back for myself. What you said was um, kind of so deep because I wrote a Jungian tarot book and the whole con- conceit of it is 
exploring our own shadow sides, the sides mm-hmm. we are not willing to look at because that's how you grow, right? That's how you become aware and uh, you go from tolerating your own unconscious behavior to enthusiastically embracing hopefully better behavior. Or if you're going to dig into the bad behavior, then own it. That's always my thing in the book too. Mm-hmm. Like don't, uh, don't bullshit a bullshitter, which is you in this case. Well, right? isn't, isn't that part of like normalization? Like just how the gay and lesbian culture embraced the word queer and took mm-hmm. away the negative impact and meaning behind it's it. Very Lenny, so. It was very Lenny Bruce. I thought actually mm-hmm. of the culture, cause that's a com- an old comedian who used to, who took uh, bad words that could be insulting to people and owned them in his comedy. And it was kind of controversial in the sixties and seventies, but now, now, Trent, you know, it is mm-hmm. interesting that people are owning these words. Yeah. And actually, as a grown as a grown-up, I said to my other grown-up friend yesterday, Trent, I said, it's interesting <laughs> that this generation embraces labels. Uh, yeah. because you know, I was raised up to no labels. We are free thinkers who we don't want yeah. any labels. And yeah. I'm not judging the younger generation. I'm saying it's interesting how things ebb and flow because those labels are giving them a better way to enthusiastically accept themselves and maybe have other people. Yeah. What that reminds me of is it used to be like, you know, the, we used to argue for like, let's just be colorblind. Let's not see color. No, white people and that's, argue that never a black person. Right. Right. That, and, <laughs> but, they, but the idea was that, you know, you see no color and we're all equal and that's not true. It's when we acknowledge that we are, different, uh, have different color, have different body sizes, have different whatever, that we truly appreciate and enthusiastically welcome those differences. I agree. What anyone says to me, especially a parent, Claire, and they're like, I raised my children. It doesn't matter. I told my children if they're purple, green, yellow, brown, and I'm like, already, Mm -hmm. you've lost me. You know, you have to hit that balance. You have to find a way. You don't teach to the, you know, you don't teach to the common de- denominator in that mm-hmm. way. You teach about what makes us all common. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You don't try to equalize groups. You 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 exploit the differences in a positive way. Right. And that is, I think, lost. You're so right, Rachel. Uh, lost on a lot of parents, you know, and, and it's so, so important because otherwise your kid has no basis of reality. Right. They, they're just walking around. Mm-hmm. Oh, life is beautiful. And, well, that's great. If you, if you're very young or very old, it's also, <laughs> it feels like a holdover from the eighties too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that kind of way of thinking, but also this uh, quote by Gene Roddenberry is it really does without saying it say you've got to address this stuff you know yeah. because the only way to accept the differences within ourselves and then welcome them is to like Claire was saying and I was saying Trevor was saying to examine it mm-hmm. and look at your own shadow self mm-hmm. most people don't do that work it's not really something that's taught you know in a way I think if I had kids which I don't so what do I know nothing but if I had kids, that's not true well, no, you know just as much as I know <laughs> I love parents. Just because I popped one out or four doesn't mean I know any more than you. I really do love parents who will admit, you know, that they're learning along the way. Oh, absolutely. That means a lot. No, because I have a lot of friends. I've lost. I'm going to have a moment of silence for all the friends I lost that once they had a baby, they said, 
silence. They said, well, Rachel, you don't know what living is until you have a child. You don't really know yourself or life or anything. My life didn't mean anything. And I was like, I hear you because it is something so beautiful to give mm-hmm. life. I can't imagine. Right. Mm-hmm. But when it's um, kind of used as a separating thing, I was like, well, that's not getting to know me as a person who didn't have the luxury of having children, you know, right. or the choice. Or the I mean, choice. it is, it's, yeah. it's like anything else. It's not a negative thing to not have children. You know, my best friend has no kids and guess what? I made her the godmother of all four of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's, she, she's really going to have to enthusiastically welcome and enjoy them. Right. As <laughs> right. But you know what? That's actually a good point is even there's, there's a lot of prejudices from that point of view from like, Oh, I'm a parent. Oh, you're not. Oh, I'm married. Oh, you're not, you didn't, you haven't gone through this you don't know Mm -hmm. what it's like that is another thing that needs to be broken down and understood in society is you don't I don't define myself by my job by my kids by anything other than what's inside Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and that's why it's it's beautiful you're teaching that you're teaching your children this you know we're always happy or I'm happy when I encounter people who are raising the next generation right one of your daughters could be president and at the very least, I'd like to think she was raised by parents who taught her it's, it's the world is so much bigger than just it's us. so big. You know, I've been doing these things. I call them either sessions or, you know, like lessons or whatever. I have many, many friends who are very different than me and also very the same as me. And my goal is to let my kids know if you're gay or you're a lesbian or you're, you know, transgender or mm-hmm. you're black or you're Asian or you're white or you're Native American or you're fat or you're super skinny or you don't have a leg, whatever it is, I have different friends come over at different times and talk to my kids about, you know, so that they feel comfortable like saying, okay, what is it like being gay? How did you know you were gay? When did you come out? What was that experience like for you? Mm-hmm. So they have actually, when they hear the word gay, they can picture a friend's face and mm-hmm. think, oh yeah, that's that's Uncle Rich and he's, you know, he's a cool guy. And I know Mm -hmm. all about it. Doesn't, it's not my life experience, or at least I don't think it is Yeah, I don't think any of my kids are gay because I have given them ample opportunity to (laughs) say, you know, and, and even like to my daughter, who's 13, I'm still like, are you sure you like boys? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Cause if you liked a girl or you didn't like anyone, I'm fine with it. You know, Uh, come on. That's heartwarming to hear a parent speak like Mm -hmm. that. But You know what? I just on that, I got to give props to Jojo Siwa, who I, I am like so impressed with this young lady who is has come out and just said, like, I am who I am. I risked my whole career, millions of dollars brand, you know, Mm -hmm. building this brand for 18 years. And God bless her. I love her. And I use her as a very positive role model to my kids. I Mm -hmm. am. I'm even a fan of hers. So you guys, I want to thank the dashing and debonair Bill Nye for reading that quote. Um, I love a man in a bow tie. Who can pull it off, I'm saying. Yes. And he can. He's got to be able to pull it off. That's right. So Definitely. Claire, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. I had a great time. And guess what? I'm here all week. Woo! So thank you, Trent. And thank you, Rachel. We can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow, Claire. Thanks so much. Ciao. Bye. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's quote. So tweet us. Post us, DM us, whatever. We're at Roddenberry on Twitter and Facebook and at Roddenberry Official on Instagram. Quoting Gene Roddenberry is a Roddenberry podcast hosted by me, Rachel True. And me, Trent Venegas. 
Producing are Claire Kramer and Kelsey Goldberg, with executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Engineering and editing are provided by Elizabeth Joy Windham. And special thanks to all those who were kind enough to read a quote and give a voice to Gene Roddenberry's everlasting words. Live long and prosper. 